Hi everyone, and welcome to Screams After Midnight, the horror movie podcast here on the Meld Fuzz Podcast Network. Tim. <laughs> oh, you want me to say who you are? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm, I'm mixing things up. I'm keeping on your toes, so. Well, uh, kudos uh, to you. Hello. <laughs> Hi everyone. I'm Peter. You, th- you threw me off. I usually think I have like a good like you know two three seconds to think of something. I, did. I wasn't. Uh, you coming at me at a, at a side angle, really? You know, I never realized how integral that. that extra three seconds was for you to prepare. Well, uh, you know, I, I have a, a background in the art of uh, improv, and uh, you know, <laughs> that's uh, s- stuff gets stuff said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know how we're going to top that. I may as well just end the show just now. I mean, I mean, who cares about the movie? Uh, I tell you what, I do care about. Resident Evil Seven got announced to E3. Now we're not talking. We're not here to talk about that. We're not here to talk about that. It's what's kind of on my mind, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about. Technically, it's pronounced Resident E V I I. Don't be silly, Timmy. What we okay. are here to talk about, though, we are here to talk about a sequel. We're here to talk about a sequel to the film that we did last time, and that is The Conjuring. Conjuring 2, specifically. Two. Yes. <laughs> Conjuring 2, which just got released, and we were pretty pumped to go to see it. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. Conjuring 2. We will start spoiler-free, so as to not, um, you know, spoil things. That's, yeah. just, that's how that works. <laughs> And uh, we will put up a spoiler wall and tell you where the spoilers are going to start and you don't have to worry too much. Um, that said, I'm not sure how much we can really devote to the spoiler-free section, given the type of film, but we'll mm-hmm. see what we can do. So uh, yeah. I guess first things first, Tim. Yes. I did watch the movie, if that's what you're going to ask. I assumed that as much, <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'd like to think that I'd never have to double-check that with you. Okay. After we've started recording, just just, just for future <laughs> reference. Um, oh shit, we're supposed to watch it. I'll be right. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm just sitting, <laughs> sitting here like two hours later. Who is she? Tim. I, mean, uh, I really liked it when they uh, conjured that <laughs> too. <laughs> All right, Tim. Did you like? Did you like the conjuring too? I loved it. I was uh, I was pretty. Um, pleasantly surprised uh like we talked about last week i liked the first one i uh, wasn't sure how this one was going to go um i was doing a little bit of research on the uh you know real life incident there was air and, quotes there for the audio listeners yeah <laughs> and uh i was like yeah this doesn't sound as interesting as you know i've kind of heard its reputation to be um but uh a little after the movie, I looked into it a little more. I was like, uh, all right, there's more interesting stuff. But, um, yeah, it, I was just kind of very, like, 50-50 on it. But I uh, ended up having a really good time and enjoyed it quite a bit. Cool. Um, I would somewhat agree with that. I would say it's better than the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, like I said last time, I like the first movie uh probably quite a lot but i don't love it like i, I think it's a, a good movie great bordering on great but not amazing and um, yeah. whereas this one i feel is a step towards greatness mm-hmm. if not already at greatness uh, i guess we'll get into that as we talk about yeah. it but uh 
like I, I don't know I, I think because this one is a little bit less conventional mm-hmm. whereas like the first one is very much your typical big house in America mm-hmm. you know and this one is set first of all it's set in England your backyard it's not my backyard Tim I'm Scottish <laughs> right shut up uh, but it's more specifically set in like a really like normal council house well I say normal uh, the, the inside of this council house in the movie like some of the walls are like peeling off I'm like no people don't live like that that's weird uh, yeah. I don't know exactly what they were how, why did they say to dress the wall like that I don't know but <laughs> the like it, but from the outside though it's a really typical like semi-detached house that you would get from yeah. the council I, th- I think in America you'd call that the projects yeah sounds about right yeah. yeah um so it's a much smaller house right it's just it's a very typical like, you've got a living room a kitchen you've got you know a hall upstairs and you've got a few bedrooms that's it you know it's not one of these american houses like you usually get in horror movies where there's a lot of rooms there's maybe a study there's maybe a dining room there's an attic there's a base like you know yeah. it it felt a lot more like a real place to me yeah no, that's not to say that I don't believe these houses exist in America. I just mean, no, uh, right, yeah, yeah. This one felt uh, like it, like it was a f- from a much more is... everyday man perspective, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it, it felt very authentic. Um, that's one of the things I actually really liked about the movie was uh, like the setting and the time period. Um, and I think this is actually something like James Wan is a uh, you know pretty good at like just kind of making it have like a a very specific feel like for the it does. like time it's in and it has a very good feel as well it's set in 1975 76 mm-hmm. and it feels like the 70s it feels like england uh if i have any complaints about the the english setting which is by the way it's weird for like a mainstream american movie to be this english focused and it really yeah. is it does feel english focused <laughs> is that I think there's maybe a couple of times where the dialogue's a bit too stereotypical British. Like, the, like you know, whoever, like whoever wrote... Actually, yeah, the biscuit thing. <laughs> I need to talk about the biscuit thing. Right. And I, I don't think this, this should count as spoilers, right? Just one of one no. of the kids uh, wants biscuits. Now, if you're an American, uh, you're probably aware of this already, but I'll just, just to clarify in case anyone doesn't, a biscuit in the UK is a cookie, right? Yeah. We, I could get into a whole spiel about how we have cookies too, but cookies are a very specific thing. But... You use use cookie for every type of what we would call a biscuit, right? Right. And the smart way. He, to he do it. shop. He <laughs> so he he wants a, he wants a biscuit. He wants a cookie, and he's like, "Mom, is there no isn't there any biscuits?" Like, and he's like, "He's good on about it. He wants he wants a goddamn yeah. biscuit." And they set up the idea that this family's kind of poor, which again ties into the fact that they're in a council house and they're not, you know, they're not well off. She's like got four kids and she's whatever, right? But I have to admit that this kid wanting a biscuit this much was re- really kind of almost took me out of the movie a little bit, just just for a second, because <laughs> I've never seen a kid where getting a cookie is like the be all end all of their existence where that's all they want yeah. and then on top of that even if you're poor right mm-hmm. i can't buy that you can't afford because when she finally does get them some biscuits and she puts them on a plate who puts cookies on a plate seriously it's, it's, it's not a cake 
You don't put cookies on a place to eat them out of the packet, but whatever. Well, I, I would, I will, I, I'll argue against you with that. Uh, I think it depends on a couple of things. One, uh, how many cookies are you having? If you're having one, just easily, just you know, hold it and as you eat it. Um, if you're gonna have multiples and you're sharing a bag or a box with your family, I, I think the plate is the way to go. Maybe I'm just a firm believer in not creating dishes that are not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes when I'm when I'm hungry and I go to the kitchen to like see what I can have, the amount of dishes that will be left over for each type of food is a factor in my decision making. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but also you're like a you're an only child though. You don't have any brothers or sisters, right? No, yes, correct. Because growing up, sometimes you have to, like, you know, you have to share the snacks. Oh, God, no, share. Yeah. No, no, don't sharing. Ugh, my God. Well, I mean, that's what you have to do, especially if you have, like, you know, three sharing. or four brothers or sisters. That's called living like a peasant, sharing. <laughs> All right, your majesty. Yeah. I'm kidding people, by the way. I am, I am hyping this up for effect <laughs> for humor anyway, the, the reason why i wanted to complain about the biscuits was was actually none yeah. of what i said already to be honest i was just <laughs> adding color to it all uh so she gives him these biscuits and he's really excited but you see what the yeah. biscuits are on the plate they yeah. are just plain digestives yeah they don't look too good they're, they're the most basic of basic biscuits you can get they, yeah. these cost almost nothing they're practically free <laughs> right but he's so excited about these biscuits it just it was so weird oh and again none of this is a spoiler it's, it's not even a plot point it's just you know it's just the kids thing he likes biscuits and she, he wants biscuits and she, she the mother gives him biscuits it's awesome. also if i can bring up something else that uh, was kind of strange about that kid um and i don't think this is uh really that big of a spoiler if it is like you're an idiot <laughs> if you think it bothers you but like they set up real early on that he has a stuttering problem yeah but... I mean, he's introduced he's introduced with a star but then it's almost never brought up again yeah it, it, like yeah. they make it seem like that's gonna be like a, a point like at the end of the movie he's gonna like kill the ghost with his stutter or something <laughs> like it seemed like oh this is like it's yeah. too important to but yeah nothing ever happens with it now nah, they, they set up that he's got a star uh, and the first time you ever see him, and then it's almost completely forgotten. I think he like stars once in one more scene, yeah, and it's never brought up again. So yeah, that was a bit weird. It's almost like there was maybe a, a deleted subplot or something that yeah. maybe get cut out of the movie. It, it, that that's actually something we should say. This is a long movie for what it is. Yeah, this movie's like two hours and fifteen minutes long. That this is. Yeah. That is long for a movie like this. You know what? For its credit, though, I don't think there's ever uh, any point where I really felt bored or no, I mean, I felt no. like it dragged that much. So I it, yeah, I should absolutely say that it, 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 the pacing was perfect. It didn't, you know, it wasn't like I was like, oh my god, this is this feels so long. It never mm -hmm. felt like that. But you know, just when you look at the runtime, it's like what this is a horror <laughs> movie, and it's like a hundred and you know thirty something minutes. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I thought was kind of funny about the kids too is one of your complaints from last week when you're like, like, uh, kind of had a lot of kids. Maybe they should have had like less, like they had, had one like, less. Yeah, <laughs> they had four. Like still like five. four kids. Wait, but the only thing was though is I still thought at least one of them didn't need to be there. the The older no, brother, the older yeah. brother had nothing to do this entire film. No. The Not sister, because there's two girls and two boys, and. The younger girl 
is the sort of the main one who has the more sort of plot like revolving around her. You have the other sister who felt important, well, important enough that because she shared a room with her and she like experienced yeah. a lot of stuff with her, she felt like the more of a character. Then you've got the younger brother who is the one who's like biscuits and you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the older brother has like like nothing. Absolutely nothing in this movie to do. It is so weird. Uh, and I, again, it's, I th- it feels like... Because they do the same thing as the first movie where in the, the closing credits they show you photos of the real people. So, obviously, this true story had four kids, two boys and two girls, and they wanted to make sure they were all in there. But as a movie, it just feels like he's... That's unnecessary, yeah. Yeah. He's just he's just there wasting oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like we <laughs> I feel like we went into some really weird complaints to start this off, and we're actually we actually really like the movie, but we're just yeah. we're taking these nitpicks right right off the bat and go with it. Um, but yeah, like like I said about some of the, the the English dialogue, most of it felt natural. If I'm pretty sure they mostly got uh, like actual English actors. I think with the kids, you kind of need to. I, I think yeah. I think getting like an American kid or whoever to pretend to be English would just be a nightmare. Um, no, I mean, it's hard enough to get a, a young kid that can act it well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to yeah. get one that can do an accent. Which is what I'll say. I thought certainly both the girls I thought were quite good. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I thought they were quite good actually. Yeah. The especially the, the main girl really shined. I thought she was great. But yeah, all I've seen those. There's just a couple of lines here or there where it felt like they were overdoing the the Britishisms a little bit just to, you know. Yeah. But otherwise, though, I mean, uh, it felt very authentic what it was. The house felt authentic. Um, them coming home from school in their school uniforms felt authentic. And I'm glad yeah. they didn't... Like, it felt to me at least... And I'll, actually, I'm curious to hear your opinion on this, being yeah. someone from another country. It didn't <laughs> feel like they... They tried to explain what things were if we had a different word for them. They just sort of oh, like, yeah. let you get it from context. Oh yeah, the, yeah. No, I, I never, I didn't really get any of those, anything like that. Like, um, even like you know, like the biscuit stuff. Like, you know, <laughs> joking around with that a little bit, but like, you know, I I know that, you know, like what biscuits are, and uh, yeah, but I think there's... most people do. But yeah, like they in the movie. But even if you didn't, I don't think know... there's any confusion. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you would get it from context, like as soon as. At least yeah. certainly the next time you see it. Otherwise, you're like, why is he asking for biscuits and gravy? This is weird. <laughs> why is he obsessed? With- <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, like, I, so I appreciate that. It's uh, it feels very authentic in that sense, and it's it's especially impressive because James Wan is American. You know, yeah. the, the director's an American, so it's 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 nice to see that he. Uh, you know, I don't know if he maybe knows British people, and that made it easier for him because he just kind of knows a lot of this stuff offhand, or if maybe he just did his research and. I I wondered if um, we should give a lot of credit to him or if it's like the, you know, um, production people or... Well, I think, you know, it's, the, I think it's a mix of things. Obviously, the writer needs to know. Well, well what I was going to say is not like not necessarily just like the, the British stuff, but I think in general, like everything felt like uh, even when they were showing like pictures of the house, I was like, oh, wow, like they like really went like great lengths it seemed like to recreate the house and to yeah like recreate like the fashions and get like actors and stuff that looked like these people and so i feel like it's not not just like the british stuff but i feel like everything had like yeah the 70s really... stuff as well yeah it felt 
yeah it's like really a lot of attention to detail and and yeah i don't know if if that's like all him or if it's like you know just a very dedicated well, i'm sure i'm sure there's researchers and i'm sure the production yeah. uh design people and all that put in a lot of effort for that because i mean production designs are kind of a an unpraised job often you, you you don't often talk about how good production design is yeah and i feel like it is when it's set in a different time period where you notice it a lot more because you're like oh shit they had to recreate that time period so you, it stands out more and the the thing is so it didn't feel like it was like punching you in the face with it though like you know it wasn't like uh in x-men apocalypse when it's like you know they go to see return of the jedi and it's just like everything's like hey this is the 80s remember it's like everything i thought was like more like you know subtle like you know there wasn't people going like oh hey did you catch the premiere of saturday night live or, or like something like you know like yeah. it wasn't anything like that <laughs> that'd be especially weird since saturday night live never aired in the uk but <laughs> um I, see, it, even bother, it doesn't bother me when they have references to things because, like, when I went to see the Nice Guys a couple of weeks ago, yeah, and that's set in the seventies as well, funnily enough. And there's like a billboard for Jaws two that they go past at one point, and I like that kind of stuff. I like the little Easter because for me, I was like, oh, that did come out this in this year. There might be in that for me. That's authentic now, like, because that like yeah. they've done the well, research. See, I like uh, I do like like little Easter eggs like that, but then when it's when it's like someone that's like walking past it and then like looking up, going like, "Oh hey, you want to see Jaws two like Friday or you know like something like when it's like really like just like blaringly in your face or something." No, I, I agree, yeah. but I don't think it's yeah. always like that. I think I think right. you can put it in the dialogue without it feeling, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a good one in a uh, Mister Robot season one that I really liked when it's there's a flashback to the nineties. Yeah. and i thought that was done quite well i'm just i don't want to spoil it because it is a complete spoiler but you know I, I, it can be done well it can be done well uh but yeah, basically well, the point i was making though is that like you you get that feeling in this without it like you know without people having to shout it out to you or yeah. that's you it, know, though, if no I one would... ever goes like oh man i can't believe it's 76 already <laughs> you know yeah. like no but that said had i be i'm assuming they're mostly musicians if I knew my musicians from the seventies, well, I'd have probably felt that though when I seen the girls' rooms because they have like, all the posters on the walls. True, yeah. Uh, and I didn't recognise most of them, so yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever. But now, I mean, we've talked a lot about the uh, the setting and mm -hmm. the. I want to talk about characters actually. Let's talk about some okay. characters. Obviously, we'll look at the Warrens, but we'll talk about some of the new characters because I want to. I want to talk about the guy who has the most ridiculous yet epic moustache. Uh, <laughs> which like, again uh, it was funny because before i watched the movie i was watching like um like the actual like interviews that that guy did and they pretty much got him spot on like he looked exactly really? like the real life guy yeah well, there's a photo of him at the end again like with the, the family and it, it did look quite similar but yeah a really kind of unique because he had this <laughs> ridiculous over the top moustache but then his hair it was like it was like balding at the top or it, it was like thinning but it it thinned you know how usually there's a pattern like look at my head like it sort of goes at the sides right yeah Where, for, with him it was like almost like the entire middle top of his head was like <laughs> half bald but there were still hairs there they were just like few and far between it, it yeah. was like so weird but I don't know he just had this really specific look to him <laughs> it's like it's kind of you know weird but he's a, he's a character i'll say that much yeah so that that so he, he stood out to me as being kind of weird and wacky uh 
but that so so the plot is uh <laughs> the plot we should talk about that the yeah so we have another haunting of course uh and the movie actually opens much like the first one did because the first one opened yeah. with the annabelle case and then that's like a prologue then to before the main plot this one actually yeah. opens with an even more famous case more mm. famous because there's been movies made about it and that's the amateurville case and we're not going to talk about yeah. specifics we'll save that for spoilers yeah i actually want to have um there's a lot i want to say about that but i'll save it yeah, save for the spoiler. i want nice. to talk about it, how they actually okay. portray it because i feel like that's in full spoiler mode uh, okay. But we'll mention that they do that, and I'll, we'll mention the gist of the the rest of the plot. Basically, the, the little girl in this family is the target of the haunting. Um, quite early on, she starts experiencing stuff, seeing stuff. Although the rest of the family start to see things here or there, as well, mm. and eventually the Warrens are called in to uh, come and see. It it gets a lot of uh, media attention, and and this actually happened in, like real life too. Uh, I I think it's one of the most like documented uh, paranormal cases uh, in history. But um, it it starts getting so much attention, and, like the families on TV, and like that you know basically kind of gets the attention of the church, who asks the Warrens to kind of go and check it out for them. Yeah, uh, they have to be very careful. They don't want to. You know, they want to make sure everything's on the up and up before they get involved. Yeah, which actually is one of the interesting themes of this movie is that, like, there is a character who thinks the whole thing's a hoax, and yeah. they kind of play with that a little bit at times, and you're sort of left questioning, is is some of this fake? Like, what, what exactly yeah. is going on? And I actually really like that angle. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting, but I do think that they showed us too much for it to be believable. Yeah, as but, a viewer, you yeah, know. <laughs> but by the time they get to the point where they show us some evidence that suggests it might be fake, by that yeah. point, we've already seen so much shit that some of the characters haven't seen. <laughs> We're like, no, no, it has to... Unless they're tricking us and it's a cheap twist, and it's really yeah. cheap if they've tricked us like that, but from what we've seen, it ha there has to be real stuff going on because it's just impossible for it not to be. Uh, but it was interesting for that to come up. And, uh, and especially, again, not to kind of keep uh talking about like the real life case or whatever but that was like a, a big issue then like um that became that a lot of people thought that it was a hoax and you know um there are kind of people arguing on both sides and so i, I thought that was just a, a cool way to uh, address it in the movie hmm. uh, so that, that's a big thing and uh one, one thing i really liked about this one is that i felt like i cared about the characters more than i did in the first movie uh the family to a degree, but certainly the uh, the Warrens. Like I feel yeah. like they gave them a lot more character in this one. Yeah, uh, and you know it's kind of funny the like the Warrens. There's they can get like really like there's a weird thing in this movie where there's so much like crazy dark shit happening, but like the Warrens are so like cheesy cheesy god love like kind of stuff but it doesn't like bother me in the movie you know like well, I, 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 well there's this weird thing because i like i'm not a religious person i'm yeah an atheist but in a movie where we have confirmed demons and ghosts yeah the idea that there is characters who are religious 
like and believe this i mean if you if you see one of them then you i guess you have to assume the other one is real too so it doesn't yeah well like also in the movie they're not like they don't really have like an agenda like they're oh, not no, trying no, yeah to... they're not they're not like like beating you over the head with religion or anything like that they're just yeah but there's just like a very like kind of like uh wholesome feeling to them where it's like you know all this crazy stuff is happening and then they're just like you know what we need to have a sing-along <laughs> yeah like <laughs> but i don't know i feel like i don't know they're very charming and for some reason it doesn't bother me no, no I, I thought they were good in this one i cared more about the characters in general than i did in the first uh, I, I actually... think uh, in terms of the family, I think we just get to spend a little more time with them than we do the family in the first one. Because family in the first one, it's like like immediate, like move in, boom, like shit's starting to happen. Like this yeah. stuff happens like pretty fast, but I don't know. I, you still feel like you get a little more sense of the characters. And yeah, stuff. I feel like I knew more of these characters better. And they set up the idea there's a past, you know, because the, the dad's gone missing and there's that yeah. aspect to it. And uh, you see a little bit of the kids' lives at school at the start. And, you know, yeah. you, just, you, get, you get a bit more flavor to who they are outside of the house. Whereas the family in the first movie, you never actually see any of them outside of the house, except for when maybe when the mum goes to see the, the Warrens. Like, you know, like, yeah. you never get a sense of what their lives actually are. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, no, that's cool. And... I think obviously the big thing you talk about with a horror movie is it is it fun and scary and you know is it atmosphere and um, I think James Wan is actually very good at doing jump scares that don't feel cheap and I this, think there's this is a, quite a few of them in this that are quite really really good. Yeah, this is actually uh, a big thing I wanted to talk to you about because uh, I was talking to someone else uh, about it over the weekend who was kind of like. You know, like, I don't really like him. Like, you know, everything he does is just a jump scare. It's kind of boring. And, you know, yes, there are jump scares in this movie. But and we've talked before about not really liking jump scares. But I don't think that they're necessarily always a bad thing. I think if you're a talented enough director, you can use them uh, pretty effectively. Well, and here's, here's the thing, Tim. Yeah. A jump scare in and of itself is not a bad thing. A jump yeah. scare... Is a musical instrument. Mm -hmm. I in fact, no, here's, here's one for you. You're supposed to be a comedian, Tim. You'll follow this analogy. Okay. A jump scare is the punchline to a joke. Mm -hmm. Directors often say that directing horror and directing comedy is actually very similar because it's all about building up an audience expectation and then paying it off at the right moment to, like, to ease the tension. That makes sense. You know, they're, they're very similar in that sense. Mm -hmm. So the reason why most jump scares suck, it's almost like, because they're just throwing punchlines at you without any setup. Yeah. And if you if you went to see a stand-up comedy show and all the guy did was tell you the end of all of his jokes, you wouldn't understand any of it. It'd just be shit. You'd be sitting there bored out of your mind. Yeah. Or if it's like the exact same punchline, like yeah, all the time, exactly. and yeah. you can see it coming. And but and that's the thing. That's the other thing about a joke. You go to see a comedian. You know they're all jokes. You know there's going to be a payoff. So you're building. Yeah. You're waiting for where it's going to be. It's the is it going to be now? No, it's not going to be now. Is it going to be now? Like, yeah. Horror is the same thing with jump scares. Is you, you, you know something's going to come. And maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Sometimes what's even scarier is when it doesn't like give you the payoff. But like, yeah. And I, I feel like Wan does that quite well, where most of them feel earned and most, most of them feel like they impact things properly. Yeah, that, that's actually exactly how I felt like watching this movie because there was like 
you know, more than a few times where, you know, something got me and I'd go, you know what? I can't even like get mad at that because it, it feels deserved. And, uh, do you know what's funny as well? It's, there's, there's, there's almost two completely different camps of people when it comes to horror movies. Well, I mean, there's actually more, but to, to put it broadly into two camps, you've got people who don't like jump scares at all and think they're the devil, right? Yeah. And then there's other people. I think people, the person I was talking to, I think, was kind of like that. And there's the other group of people who who think if there's no jump scares, it's not a horror movie and nothing's happening. And oh, yeah. If you ask some people what they think about The Witch, they'll say nothing happened and it's not a horror movie. And like, well, no, yeah. because there's no jump scares. And, you know, so I think I think you get people on both sides of that line, and I think both are valid ways to make a horror movie. You know, that there's just they can both be done well. They can both be done poorly. Jump scares, yeah. I think, are done poorly more often, but I think that's just because they're an easy trick to use if you, if you're shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's like anything. Um, like if you're talented enough, you can make it work. Like um, it, another way I kind of think about it too is like uh, you know we both really like comic books, and you know there aren't really many comic book characters that I don't like. Uh, it's more like the writer and the artist who's working on them like you know there's a lot of characters that normally i wouldn't read their book but then if you get the right person on it it's like oh well yeah they can probably do a really cool job or something interesting with them and i think it's the same thing like james wan is a really talented director so maybe he can take stuff that you know in someone else's hands like probably could come off very cheap very boring uninteresting but you know since he's talented and you know knows how to like compose a scene he can make stuff like you know interesting and visually appealing and that sort of thing so conjuring 2 is very good <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, ba- I'm basically wrapping up the spoiler free section because i'm not sure how much more we can get into without delving into yeah, the, the nitty gritty of the plot so get um, right into the beat of it so uh, that seems like it's going to be a long episode actually because we're we're already at the length we normally are when we're wrapping up the show <laughs> so uh, so full spoilers then from this point on for The Conjuring 2 and given that it's you know just came out you're, you know there's a chance you probably haven't seen it yet uh, right. come back and watch the list listen to the rest once you've seen the movie but needless to say we both liked it a lot uh, yeah. so I'll check it out I see if you even had a mild liking of the first one I'd definitely check this out there you go so Conjuring 2 spoilers reactions and reviews and things and thoughts and feelings and okay. all those things um, alright let's start, let's with start right with the opening yeah, yeah. let's start with Amitable because it's, like, kind of, it's almost like a 5-10 minute short film at the start about Amitable Horror <laughs> well there's uh, two, th- two reactions I had to this opening scene uh, the first one was wow this feels really insidious-y insidious <laughs> I, I agree with that sentiment. I thought of Insidious at one point, yeah. Uh, which uh, is not necessarily a bad thing, but I was kind of like a little like, eh, I don't want to... I, I kind of like that these franchises are, you know, separate. Like, I, I don't want them to be like too much like, you know, carbon copies of the other, but I, I feel like, you know, they quick kind of quickly got away from that kind of feel. 
and the other reaction I had was, man, I'm so pissed we had that really shitty Amityville reboot a few years ago because I feel like if we didn't, then maybe there'd be a better chance of James Wan doing an Amityville remake because I would really like to see that. Um I never saw the Amitville remake, but I didn't think the original was that good either. So, yeah, it's been a while since I saw the original, it, but it's not I, that I re- good, Tim. Honestly, well, maybe we'll do it someday on the show. It's it's definitely been a while, but I when I saw it, it was probably like high school or something. But I remember it, you know, liking it. But um, but again, like just because of now, like having it like in this universe, I, don't know, I just thought it would be cool if like James Wan did something with it. Yeah, well, it's not going to happen there because it's the prologue to this. They're not going to. Right. right. Uh, well, they did the prologue for the Annabelle. <laughs> yeah, but then the Annabelle it. movie had absolutely fuck all to do with anything that. <laughs> don't get me started on that movie. Then. <laughs> they so. Yeah, we start with Annabelle, and we have the whole like her getting into the. Like her doing her psychic thing and let's try to see what happened here before. Uh, I mean, how, I mean, it did feel a little bit like insidious when they go into the other place, you know. Yeah, that that's what it like reminded me but, of. But I mean, it wasn't the exact same thing because she was actually just sort of looking at what happened in the past, yeah. I guess. Um, what was interesting though is when she looked in the mirror and she she was sort of like acting out what the guy in the beard did. I was like, yeah, that you know that's what he looked like in the original movie. It almost feels like you could accept this is in the same continuity as yeah. the Amityville Horror, which funny enough was made in the early seventies, you know soon True. after it happened, I guess. So, that's uh, that, was, that was interesting. And I, I thought it was fun to do, do that, but the, the real thing that happened on the opening was they introduced the nun. The yeah. evil, creepy-looking nun. And mm-hmm. they did this really cool thing when she goes out in the basement as well, where there's like a mannequin or something with like a sheet over its head. And I thought yeah. there was someone there. And it was like... In fact, actually, this is kind of jumping ahead, <laughs> but do you know what trick he pulls at least twice in this movie that I really liked? First time was in the bedroom of the girls when you think you can see someone in the dark but when the light goes on it's actually just the the face in the poster. Oh yeah. But it looks like there's someone standing there. And obviously I think there's like I think they've digitally made it yeah. look more like there's someone there when the light's off but it's it's really effective and it works. And it, mm-hmm. they did it again um later on in the movie. I can't remember the exact moment though, but it, it definitely did it a second time. Well, there's. Oh, it's with the um, painting. It's with the painting, the nun painting, and the. Yeah, that was actually probably. The uh, th- there's two scenes that I really, really, really liked, and that was uh, one of them. I really, really enjoyed that scene. Yeah, when when she's looking, when she sees the nun again, and she goes into the office, and the painting. The shadow is yeah. moving across the, and uh, that that's something that he really likes. Is I like the, like, quietness of that scene, like just the shadow slowly like going across the room and then like you know uh becoming part of the painting and stuff i thought was really cool yeah no no it was really cool uh i thought the design of that nun in general was pretty cool yep uh i thought she looked really creepy you know the whole teeth thing and uh looked proper evil yeah and uh i like that there was like a reason for it like once you find out with the like at some point they say something about the demon like wanting to like pervert the like um religious figure or something like that Mm, so 
I, I like that there's also like a reason for it. It wasn't just like, hey, you know, it would look creepy. You know, it's there's a point to it. Yeah. Oh, one thing I don't understand is why it told because we find out towards the end that the reason <laughs> the reason to beat a, the, the, the way you beat a demon is if you know its name you can have power over it yeah so why did the demon tell her, her yeah the name i don't get it 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 was weird uh that it would just say it like i i feel like they could have had an explanation that was just like um you know like she psychically could read its mind or like feel yeah. it or something like something like that instead of just being like oh i asked it and then it, it told me or, or i don't know or maybe it can tell it has to tell you but it has to do it in like a you know weird way it can't like you know she had to write it down when she was asleep or whatever well, uh, also did you notice like throughout like the the kids rooms and stuff they had its name was spelled out no i don't actually there was a there's like one or two parts where i think like they might have just had like you know like little kids have like little alphabet letters mm. and stuff that they arrange there's like once or twice i noticed uh they had something on the wall that said like was it valak was yeah, it valak was the name yeah yeah like i i noticed that uh once or twice on the wall and for some reason it just stood out to me i was like oh that's weird i wonder like is that like a little like easter egg or something and then it ended up being the name in the end but yeah uh some cool moments that i really liked uh when they came over to obviously ed and lorraine warren come over to england and when they're trying to test if like she's doing like a ventriloquist act so they get her to hold them at water in her mouth to talk but they, yeah, this is my second favorite scene but he's like yeah. oh no I, I i won't talk with girls staring at me so they all turn around yeah. Um, and the camera stays in him and the girls are focused in the background as as the demon starts talking but it morphs into him but but it's still out of focus so it's like almost not even that noticeable at first yeah and then it morphs back at the end before but that whole that whole thing was just cool like it was really creepy and cool no that that was really great and then uh i i really like i like again talking about like jump scares and stuff with him there was like a lot of times when i would you know think he was gonna do something and i think maybe around that that scene i was kind of like expecting him to turn around and then you know he would just see the figure and it would lunge out at him or something but you know he doesn't do anything like that it's just like a you know a very quiet creepy scene where you see like you know this figure kind of morphing and then you know morphing back to the girl and then uh and i always like that stuff too i think that stuff is creepy when you know a ghost or a demon or whatever is like doing something behind your back that's like it's being creepy even though you can't see it like it's like oh man it's so creepy you don't even care if we see what you're doing yeah no yeah. i i agree with that uh, it was a really cool moment uh, uh, there's quite a lot of uh cool cool touches because yeah. uh, obviously it gets revealed later on that the the ghost of this guy is actually more of a manifestation to to trick them to thinking it's just the ghost of this guy who lived there yeah, and I kind of was uh, pretty interesting. I kind of seen that twist. That, that actually kind of felt insidious to me as well. The mm-hmm. idea that there was like multiple like fake ghosts to hide the fact that the one true demon was like actually up to no good. That felt very insidious, and I don't mind that mm-hmm. though because I do think insidious is better than Conjuring. You know, <laughs> just, just going by the first movies, like yeah. I like the insidious more than the Conjuring because I feel like that has a much better mythology, and I like yeah. that this one kind of built in that a little bit because it. It interests this, this these new ideas and uh, the the second ghost we get at one point 
I think even call it a ghost, but the uh, the crooked man from oh yeah the the, the kids uh, little light toy. I don't know what you even call that thing. Yeah, I think uh, it spins and. Yeah, I don't even know if that's like a real thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a real thing. I don't think they made that up, but. Yeah. Although I did think it was interesting, though, that there is a um, crooked man is a, a character in a, a Hellboy story, which I thought was cool. Interesting. But it, very different type of crooked man. But but he was I cool too. That. He had a really cool sort of like skinny. You know, I'd really like to go back and watch that first scene where he morphs from the dog because mm. I, I don't think I really, like, got it at first. Like, w like when I first watched it, I was like, wow, this CGI looks really weird. And then I, I think it took me, like, a few seconds to be like, oh, well, that's because he's trying to make it look like the figure from the toy. Um, yeah. But I, I can't, I'd kind of like to go back and see that again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, actually, there's one little weird nitpick. See, you know how at the end when like they think it's a scam because they've got footage of the girl like sort of faking yeah. the like all the stuff happening. Yeah. And they go on the train, and he does that whole thing where he he gets the two recordings and plays them together, so they hear yeah. the full message. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I I did sort of like roll my eyes a little bit because I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, he just rewound those and they were perfectly in sync to do that. Like, you know, like you'd have to sit and, like, it would take ages to sit and line them up, especially when you've, like, a tape recorder, you don't have a computer to do it on. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one of those things where it's like, if it was a shittier movie, I feel like that would stand out a lot more and, and like, you know, make you angrier. But at this yeah. point, it's like, you're kind of so invested in the movie, you're just like, oh, all right, well, whatever. They got to get to, you know, where they need to go. So, but yeah, it's I, I, I an epic, but it was just something yeah. to do to like, yeah, bullshit. You, you, you don't just magically make them anything yeah. like that. I did like the, um, like the the whole, the hoax angle I, I thought was like interesting. And uh, again, I like they kind of, address those real life hoax concerns and incorporate it into the movie um and actually had kind of like a plot narrative for it it's like oh like you know she was doing that to drive them away and then oh like you know uh warren wasn't sure because you know she couldn't sense anything in the house but it's because this <laughs> demon was masking the uh, ghost or whatever so i, don't know, I thought that was just kind of uh interesting little thing yeah no no it was good uh, and oh, oh. I was also super happy that um, nothing bad happened to the dog. I was kind of afraid that he was a goner, but well, the dog in the first movie died, so I mean, I know, yeah, why? It's a possibility. <sighs> just we get it, you know. Just there's there's no reason for these animals to have to keep dying. A lot of cool moments uh, when. Ed's down in the, the basement sort of area with the washing machine and he's in the water and the, the thing's creeping up behind him and then there's oh, a yeah. jump scare with the woman instead of him yeah <laughs> it, it grabs her instead that was pretty cool nice little <laughs> jump scare yeah. quite a lot like that um, yeah no there's a lot of you know, a lot of good stuff uh, throughout uh, I uh -huh. felt a lot more because I feel like after the first one all I really remembered after a while was the clapping scenes Whereas with this yeah. one, I feel like there was a lot more notable, really cool, like, scary moments where they really, they came up with a really cool idea about the shadow on the wall, the crooked man, mm. the, you know, um, e even the scene where the girl somehow teleports inside the locked room. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, like just like just all those moments. Like there was a lot of really cool setups and like how do yeah. we deal with this? And uh, yeah. one thing I liked as well, and this is something that the first one kind of did too, is we didn't mm. have to go through the whole people not believing. I mean, obviously we had the hoax angle. Yeah. But I mean, just in terms of the, the family itself inside the house, the uh, the mum like she's like like this is bollocks what are you doing but then as soon as she says that the the dresser moves on its own and it's like all oh, right fuck okay right i'm on board with this there's something yeah. in the house because that that was something that was going to it's usually something that just happens all the time in these movies and I, I like when we get past that and they even made some comedy out of it like i when the two police people the two pol- the policeman and the police woman come by yeah. and like they're trying to check things out and then the chair moves on its own <laughs> and they just sort of immediately leave and go oh we'll fail a report and that'll be it you know yeah <laughs> uh, this is a bit out of our jurisdiction i'm afraid oh, i do apologize like no, there's a little humor as well it was funny at times yeah. no I, I definitely like that as well and the, yeah that's a, a a big nitpick i have to like you know if we're watching a horror movie we're you know we're pretty invested in the you know possibility of these things existing we don't need to go through like 45 minutes of someone you know being all credulous and stuff and yeah i like like the first time the mom kind of pops in and is like oh what's going on like the dresser like immediately like tries to ram her through the door and it's kind of like okay so yeah we're not even gonna spend time being like i like that because pretending or because I feel like the ghost or the demon or whatever in most of these movies, sometimes mm. it feels like they're deliberately trying to like hide it to everyone except the one person they're fucking with. And I like yeah. that in this one, the ghost almost immediately is like, oh, fuck everything. I'm just going to mess with everyone. Like, everyone's going to yeah. feel my goddamn wrath, and that's just the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And oh, some of the other cool things as well. I like the whole uh, using the skipping rope to tie herself to the bed. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice little thing. That was a nice little idea to stop her from sleepwalking. Yeah. Um, I actually quite liked the... It, it might not uh, resonate uh, as much with you, but I liked the scene where she stayed home from school and she's watching the TV and kept flipping the channels uh, just because I, like... Um, I've had kind of like a weird experience with something similar like that happened to me when I was a kid. Uh, but we can go into that later. Okay. <laughs> Off air. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that was the other cool thing is they had that whole chair in the corner where the guy died. By the way, if I yeah. found a guy died in a chair, I'd immediately get rid of the chair. That was just me, yeah. though. I mean, I, I don't know about anyone else. I, I, that, that chair would be getting to fuck. Well, the lady kept it so she could one day die in it as well. How was that weird tidbit at the end with the, <laughs> the text? Yeah. yeah, the mum stayed there for all her life and then died in that very same chair. I'm like, right, what about the kids? What are the kids all doing? Tell me about them. Yeah. They should all still be alive. In fact, the um, kids in all this are all a bit younger than my, my mother, so yeah, um, they'll, they'll all be middle aged right now. Wow. <laughs> um, one thing I was going to ask you real quick I don't know if you would have any insights into this, but when she was watching TV, do you know what she was watching? Uh, no, not not clue. Okay, I don't know if that was like a famous British. TV I'm actually, show. I actually, to be honest, it probably is, and it's probably just one that I don't recognise. And other other British people are going to condemn me for not knowing what it was. But yeah. uh, no, no, nothing. I was just curious. Nothing sprung to mind. Yeah. Uh, but I will, um, say, I will say this though. Actually, watching them, her use that giant remote control for the TV, and 
just the general 70s of it all it made me really glad that i was born when i was because <laughs> fuck not having the internet and fuck not having hd tv yeah <laughs> fuck it hard <laughs> what no part of it <laughs> you mentioned the uh the sing song but oh yeah <laughs> that's one of the things i liked i liked how the warrens felt like they became really friendly with the kids and the, the mom and yeah because like because he was like helping around the house doing stuff and i liked how they both told the main daughter the same story about uh well it wasn't even oh, yeah. the same story it was just like they each t- told her about how he had this weird experience when he was a kid and no one believed him and she's always had a sort of like psychic connection with the paranormal she can see things and whatever and no one believed and like it, it both ended with uh i finally mm-hmm. met someone who believed me yeah and what did you do oh i married them and like i, li- I like we got both sides of that at and different points it's- and it's like it's just so it just feels so weird because like so much of this movie you know is spent kind of being like creeped out and like this weird spooky imagery but then there's a few moments like that and the um yeah, really the scene almost. where they're talking about bullies and how you have to these ghosts are like bullies you have to stand you know, up for one yeah, another you know and that was like that scene that that was a yeah. really sweet reason to have the family move back because the kids were all staying at someone else's house yeah and they all came back and i actually kind of like that reason that like part of like because this was even kind of set up in the last movie and kind of and like just ghost stories in general but when they try to possess someone or whatever they always try and wear them down so the yeah. idea that like the family sticking together and try to support support her actually makes her stronger against it was like oh, that's actually yeah. kind of sweet and i feel like it, it's just weird because i feel like if you just heard about it you would be like oh come on man that's kind of cheesy but then when you're actually watching it it's like this is strangely heartwarming like in a movie where like you know like so all this fucked up stuff is happening it's like there are these like weird little tidbits of like oh that's kind of nice Joe yeah. uh, jo- jo- as well obviously the daughter like the Warren's daughter's grown up a little bit she's like a small part in the movie but you do see her and yeah. at the end when they finally go back you know this is the first time again you see the room with all the things in it and he puts the even though I have to admit see when he, he, he takes the uh, you know the, the little spinning thing where the, the crooked yeah. man came from I have mm-hmm. to admit I was like how, does he really need to store that? I feel like that was just like that was like <laughs> tangential to what was going on. I didn't feel like that was like the core cause of what was you know. Yeah. You know, I didn't feel as relevant as the the, the mirror thing in the first one felt, but whatever. Uh, so he, he puts it up, and you you can see Annabelle in the background. And you get all that, and it sort of like it focuses on the uh, the thing again, as if it's going to do the same sort of like not jump scare thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it yeah, actually the last scene of the movie actually isn't like a, a jump scare or like a maybe jump scare or a creepy moment the last scene of the movie is them putting on Elvis and dancing <laughs> yeah and it ends on a really happy note which I even when yeah. even when everyone survives I usually expect the end of a horror movie to be quite somber <laughs> at, oh yeah definitely. at the very least if not downright yeah. depressing whereas this was just like nah we're in love <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's it it strangely works yeah it did i don't know <laughs> it, it was it was it was odd in that sense but yeah uh, and you know of course it leaves it open for more movies uh yeah uh one thing i was going to ask you is if you thought there was room for a third one if you'd want to see another one or i mean i think i mean we could never get another one and i think this would be a nice mm-hmm. ending to the story yeah. uh but at the same time i have no problem with having another one uh, one thing I would say though is I don't feel like they need to be behold. I mean, I know they, they love saying at the start it's based on a true story, but you know yeah. what? If someone wants to just write an original story, 
with them. Yeah, the go for it like who the fuck cares come on yeah and then the other thing too is like um like uh again i've been reading up on them but uh, like they have a couple of other like famous cases but they've all like already been turned into movies like of course there's the amityville one and then the only i mean maybe they have more i'm just not aware of, but the only other one i can think of that is like a really big famous case um they turned into that shitty movie uh, haunting in connecticut oh jeez, um, okay which uh, sucks because it's actually a really interesting case. Uh, I actually really like the, you know, again quote, but uh, you know, real life uh, story for that. But I wonder, the movie was so awful. I wonder how that works with like rights and stuff. Like, could they just do that <laughs> anyway? Like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be weird if you're a real person and Hollywood just has the rights <laughs> to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I don't know. Because that's yeah. another thing, too. I wonder if they... Because I, I think the... Uh, you know, Elizabeth Warren, I think, has been a consultant on both movies. Mm. Um, So I wonder if they do a third one, do they kind of have to go to her and be like, hey, <laughs> you know? I don't think they have to, I think. Well, it depends. I mean, I don't know what the contracts are like or anything like that. Mm. But I would imagine they have the rights to, like the name the conjuring at the very I mean, the very least i mean yeah. can they put characters called ed and lorraine warren in it without her consent now i don't know like it's weird again weird, it depends yeah. on how the contract's written like do, does it say they own the rights to these fictionalized versions or <laughs> like is it an issue you know i don't know um that said though would she care that much if they're paying her <laughs> true <laughs> like yeah we're going to write an original story about uh x haunting or whatever because yeah. I, I almost feel like t- again to be different because mm-hmm. I, I like this more than the, f- the first one but i do i don't have to acknowledge there was a couple of times where i'm like oh right one of the kids sleeps box again or you know like yeah th- like they did enough to differentiate it but i feel like if they do a third one it has to be not a straight haunting like it has to have a different sort of twist to it yeah yeah i don't know yeah, I'm not sure what they would do. Also, I'm I don't know how much I'd want to see another one if James Wan isn't involved. Yeah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to really see if it's not him. Because at this point, he's built up enough goodwill uh, with me that I'd be pretty much down for, you know, whatever he'd want to do next. That said, I mean, <laughs> we kind of maybe thought that got into Insidious Three, and then Insidious Three ended up in. Good that's fun. true so that's true who yeah. knows who yeah. knows um so who, who knows where they go from here i feel like i feel like they could almost just do spin-offs that aren't them and obviously i know they did annabelle and it was mm. terrible but yeah you know you've got this idea of this room full of all these items like you know what, what if you cut to present day and you follow like a fictionalized version of the daughter grown up who yeah. is either still doing this or maybe like someone broke into the house and all the items got like sold off to people and like you can almost yeah. do like a warehouse thirteen Friday the thirteenth TV show like yeah. kind of premise where she, she has to track them all down. I'm like, oh, that's you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing. That could I, be interesting. Yeah, I could even just be a TV show. Let's be honest, Conjuring yeah. TV show. It's a daughter, their daughter tracking things down in present I'd day. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I'm just there's potential for all this stuff, but right. Ultimately, though, the mm. movie on its own is just really entertaining and uh, really solid. So, yeah, are are we uh, good for ratings? Is there anything else you want to? Um, one other little thing I I, I kind of wanted to mention, not really 
necessarily too much to do with the movie but um like before it came out i saw they did some type of like hidden prank show involved with uh the movie where basically they had um like uh this lady was like hiring babysitters to come like look after her daughter and um it was in spanish so i I wasn't sure exactly what they were saying but looks like they were just hiring someone and they go into like this mansion they go to this room and there's this girl there that's possessed and then they leave them alone and like uh lock the door and then like you know the girl turns and she's all possessed and then all the crosses flip upside down and then like the there's a cabinet that like flies at them and then the lady like you know jumps up on the wall and then the nun the demonic nun comes out of a mirror and uh i I just thought it was really interesting because it's like it seems like i don't know like prank shows i usually think are just like 30 seconds like ha i gotcha kind of thing this was like five minutes of like really fucking scaring someone uh if they had a heart attack and died they'd be in some legal legal right and like yeah they they had like some like older people on it that i was like jesus this lady like definitely could have died and (laughs) it's it's like you know again if you think something like that is like kind of weird but then like in 15 seconds someone's like hey gotcha look you're on tv you're like oh my god my heart was being so fast but this is like you know after one or two minutes of seeing this thing straight you, you must like your whole world must be upside down i don't know yeah. I, I just thought that was very know. strange oh I, f- I remember something else i really like see that the scene towards the end when he goes when ed gets into the house through the basement and he yeah. gets steam in his eyes so he, he can't see oh, properly yeah. I really like that because we get these like POV and like everything's all like kind of blurry and that was good. It was nice and just added a bit of tension. Yeah. Just around. But uh, no ratings. Timmy, Timothy, Tim, Timberu. <laughs> I uh yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I think I gave the first one an eight. Oh. Yeah. Um, You're rating out biscuits out of ten. Out of ten oh. biscuits. <laughs> biscuits. <laughs> biscuits. Biscuits, mom. Mom, can I have some biscuits, please? Biscuit. <laughs> Don't eat too much of them. You'll get thirsty and wake up in the middle of the night. <laughs> cut, cut, cut to shot of empty plate and him yeah. getting. Uh, by the way, actually, if I've went nitpick one more thing, actually, about the biscuits <laughs> is that line: uh, "Don't eat too many. You'll get thirsty during the night." We we get a shot of him like before he wakes up, something like, like with his mouth or something. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, is this really a thing? Do people get thirsty like while they're asleep if they ate something dry before going? Like, really? Well, I mean, there have been plenty of times that I've like, um, you know, woken up in the middle of the night to get a drink of water, but it's never been like, oh man, I shouldn't have ate those cookies right before bed. <laughs> like, yeah. does, does anything you eat have like the the only effect like my eating or drinking has? on me when I'm asleep is if I maybe need to pee in the middle of the night. That can happen right, if yeah. I drink a lot and I need to pee in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. That's it. I have, the, Just that line, don't don't eat too many or you'll wake up thirsty, I thought was really weird. And then it happens. I'm like, this is weird. No one does this. I don't even think I've ever woke up wanting a drink, honestly. Oh, that's happened to me a lot. <laughs> no, I, that does happen. I, don't, I know people yeah. that do that, but I don't think I ever... Do, I, I feel like... You know, I'll wake up when I wake up, and then one of the th- first things I'll do is I'll go and get a drink because and eat something because I've slept breakfast. But like, I never, I never wake, I never wake up in the middle of the night going, "Oh man, I really, really need." It. I never have a drink. <laughs> See if I have something to drink, it wakes me up, and then it's that's me up. I guess is my point. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I went, I went on a proper tangent about this. I do apologise. Tim, how many biscuits out of 10? Uh, yeah, I think I'd give it like a, a solid 8.5. Um, yeah, no, really good. Enjoyed it quite a bit. Now, I am debating here <laughs> between an 8 and an 8.5. So I'll agree with you, or I'm just underscoring slightly, but I think I agree with you. I think 8.5 biscuits out of 10 <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> Exactly what's uh exactly what I'd give it. Uh, good stuff. Really good <laughs> stuff. I no, I, I really enjoy it. I was actually kinda of surprised like halfway through when I realised how much I was enjoying it, I was kinda of surprised and like, you know what, no, this is actually really good and Yeah, um it, it was you know, like like I kinda of said earlier, like I didn't necessarily think it was gonna be bad, but I didn't think I'd like overly like I thought it was just to be honest, I didn't think the trailer was that great. Like the trailer was just very like Okay, this it, actually, it looks like I actually really liked the trailer, not because I thought it looked great, but I liked that it had everything. Oh, I definitely like that. Because yeah. the trailer was just a couple of abstract shots and then that one conversation in the in the, the garden and the swings, you know, when yeah. she's like it wants me to kill you know, and then the cross she's turning upside down. And that was yeah. it. Like it didn't spoil anything. Like, I, I felt like when this movie was playing out, like I had no idea what this is about or where it's going. Oh yeah, definitely. I I mean, I'll, I'll say that that was um, you really know, beyond you know, yeah. like okay, it's like a ghost trying to possess a kid, so they're going to try and like right. you know, obviously, yeah. I just know from like general horror knowledge, like I, I can guess where some things are going, but I, yeah. I didn't know anything beyond that. To, no, to, I, I, to the point where you know we're getting scenes that start and they're at school, you know, yeah, and I'm like, huh, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I definitely like that aspect of it, but yeah, it's just like when I first saw it, like you're not really thinking about that that much. Just like, oh, you know, there wasn't, yeah, a ton that made me like, oh man, this is gonna be great. But yeah, very pleasantly surprised. I don't know if it helped that the last movies we watched were like, you know, besides the first Conjuring, it was like Darkness and the other side of the door. Uh, yeah, so that probably helps bump it up a little bit in your mind. Actually, you know what? I just thought what I want from the third one. I don't, I don't care what what's true and what's not true. Okay. Third Conjuring. Mm. Set in Japan. I would love that. That'd be dope. I want them to go to Japan and deal with <laughs> things in Japan. Deal with a, a long-haired ghost in Japan. <laughs> That's what I want. I've decided it. <laughs> I'd be down for that. We've, we've set up this thing where the second one they went to a different country. I want to, I want each sequel to be a different country. I want the third one in Japan, <laughs> and give me a fourth one in like oh space. Oh, no, Germany. Have like a ghost Nazi. Oh, okay, interesting. Right, do that. Uh, save space for the fifth one. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking save space for like ten. Like, there's a lot more <laughs> possibilities on Earth. The Conjuring X. <laughs> Conjuring X. Right. When Uber. When Uber nun gets me <laughs> with robotic nun clothes. Oh dear. Okay. I think I think we've actually wrapped up the conjuring to Timmy. Alright. I think that's us. Alright. Yep. Now Timothy will have done a drawing. Now last week I said I'd put them when I mentioned them. I'm not gonna do that anymore. I'm simply going to I did this as well last week, but because I mentioned that I also put them in the video at this point. Instead, you'll find it at the end as the music's playing. So it's a nice nice little treat at the end after mm -hmm. you've put up with us uh, promoting things for like a minute. So uh, mm -hmm. speaking of promoting things, Tim, where can people find you? 
<laughs> like you don't know. Uh, all my social media stuff is at Tim Vargulish. That's a, you know, that's your Twitters, your Tumblers, your Instagrams, uh, and then you can like my comic book stuff at Facebook.com/slash/GoatmanComics. Cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and other social media places at Wibble89. You can also find me in a bunch of other shows here in the network, such as 1.21 Gigawatch, which is the regular movie stuff, all the TV stuff on Almost Cancelled, and of course we have a new DC Comics podcast called Comics from the Multiverse, which we do every weekend, talking about all that week's DC books, so check all that out. You can get them on YouTube and iTunes and all that stuff. Um, let us know what you thought of the movie, which you can do on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz, or email us mailedfuzz at gmail.com. If you're on YouTube, just let us know in the comments below. Did you like Conjuring 2? Did you like it more than the first one? So on. Uh, let us know. Yeah, this has been Screams After Midnight. We have spoken about The Conjuring 2. Keep watching the scary movies, guys. We will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>